0: Rethink Retail, the evolution of retail in today's connected world. Welcome to the Rethink Retail Show, your source for the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. Join host Julia Raymond, Global Director of Research at Valtech, a global digital agency focused on strategy and transformation in retail, as she explores the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. This episode of Rethink Retail sponsored by Valtech, where experiences are engineered. today. I am super excited about the guest on the show. We are going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which was before the pandemic, autonomous technology and contactless technology, and even more so now as we move into the rest of 2021.
1: Thank you. My name is uh, Juan Diogo Falcão. Most people at IFI call me J.D., So you can call me J.D.
0: J.D., I'm so happy to have you on the show today. You are the chief technology officer at iFi, and your retail company helps power retail stores of all sizes through AI to become fully autonomous, which is super important today. Before we go into a little bit about consumer trends and retail and and the growth of Checkout Free Innovation, will you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and your journey to iFi? How did you get to where you are today?
1: I joined iFi in 2017 as employee number six, I believe. I've always been, have a keen passion in technology from a very young age. I started coding when I was 10 years old because my brother was into that and as I grew up in high school, I had a small business for repairing phones. And that this really sparked the idea in me of becoming an entrepreneur. And then right around 2011, I started a company in Portugal that transformed the way facilities maintenance engineering was done. So in essence, we've built a system that centralized all of the building maintenance subsystems, such as elevators, firearms, et cetera, into a single smart centralized platform. That was an amazing experience. Since then, I sold the company, this was in 2014. After that, I decided to pursue a PhD in the US. I did so in Carnegie Mellon University in cyber-physical systems. Now, this is just a fancy way of saying smart spaces or smart buildings or robotics for buildings. And my thesis was in auto-checkout, which aligned quite well with what I was doing before in my previous company. During this program, I met very interesting people. One of those people was uh, Steve, Steve Gu, our founder at iFi. And it was uh, love at first sight on his ideas, my ideas and what what he was doing. So very soon after I joined iFi.
0: Wow, that's an amazing story. I can't believe you started coding when you were only 10 and then had multiple companies before you landed the job with iFi a few years ago. Because of your background and your PhD that you got from Carnegie Mellon, how closely do you follow China and how much do you think the trends in China will come you know, across the way to the Western world?
1: Well, I follow China actually closer for the reason that my peers and even advisor at Carnegie Mellon is from China and a lot of the students actually from China as well. So there's a, there's a close collaboration there. So from an academic or technology perspective, I'm actually pretty aware of what's coming from there and it's even more interesting that iFi co-founders are both from China as well and we have uh, teams in China so there's this close understanding from myself and and from iFi, of what's happening in china and how can we leverage that what's happening in the us market european market and even there as well
0: that's really great to hear because i know that china is very far ahead when it comes to contactless technology due to you know some of them are cultural levers that are causing that but are there consumer trends that are at the key part of driving the growth of checkout-free innovation when it comes to the U.S., to Europe, to these parts of the world?
1: Most recently, COVID and the need for safe contactless shopping has certainly influenced uh, the speed at which consumer expectations are changing. However, the biggest trend that we saw even before COVID was convenience. E-commerce has led consumers to wanting products faster and closer to them. And there are two main points of friction for brick-and-mortar. Our location, so the distance that the shopper has to travel to get to the store, but also the checkout lines. So when you get to the stores, how long do you have to wait just to pay? Americans spend roughly 37 billion hours each year just waiting in lines.
0: That's crazy.
1: So at iFi, we're able to remove these points of friction by allowing retailers to open smaller, more efficient, unmanned stores closer to the consumers. And since we are a checkout-free solution, shoppers are never waiting in lines. So in the future, shopping everyday grocers will begin as convenient as walking to a nearby store, grabbing the product you want, and heading back home before Netflix autoplay is the next episode.
0: Mm-hmm. And I will just bring up a little bit the elephant in the room. Obviously, as someone who covers the retail industry, from a media perspective, Amazon's Go technology was huge when it launched in 2018, got a ton of buzz. And a lot of critics were saying, well, this will take, you know, a generation to become economically viable. It's super expensive. It's still expensive. What are your thoughts on this, on competing with one of the biggest players out there? Well,
1: I think that statement was certainly true in 2018. And that is because Amazon Go was the first of its kind. However, it's our role and and that of startups in general to challenge the status quo and essentially do more with less. This forces us to have to innovate and find these breakthroughs to survive. For example, just this past summer, we had an amazing breakthrough in our computer vision technology that allowed us to confidently move away from the status quo of using both cameras and weight sensors or shelves, smart shelves, into a camera-only solution. As a result, retailers no longer need to install expensive sensors and all the derived maintenance costs that comes through that which has significantly reduced their installation costs actually by 60% without compromising our accuracy.
0: That's huge. That's a huge breakthrough, a 60% reduction. So why didn't iFi follow this camera-only solution from the beginning or sooner?
1: That's a quite interesting question. When you're pioneering a new technology or building a new system to solve a complex problem, the first step in this innovation process is to over-instrument. What this means is to put more sensors in the store, add extra cameras, and and be able to collect any other source of data that can help to understand the problem better. So all data points that you can collect from a real environment with actual shoppers will allow you to build a better system. And as such, the best approach was to over-instrument to ensure that we were not missing any critical data pieces. If we had jumped this step, we would have lost the opportunity to gather this knowledge and data accumulation that allowed us uh, really to get where we are today. In parallel. And if you check our earlier pitches, we we focused on simulation technology from a very early stage. And this was done to gather and generate even more data. With all our investment in the simulation, it allows us to generate virtually infinite amount of synthetic data points, test a higher number of store configurations than it would be possible in real life. So our ability to combine the synthetic data with this real data that was gathered from the deployments with our partners and clients is really what allows us to deliver the best, most accurate and affordable solution out there.
0: So it sounds like you you said, combine the synthetic data with the real data and create these combinations that otherwise wouldn't be possible in order to optimize. And you said over instrument, is that the term you used? Yes. Were you using the data points from the, I guess I would say the old shelf technology with the cameras to then fine tune the camera-only technology.
1: Indeed, having a store that has all these other data points, let's say with the smart uh, shelves as we were alluding to, really gives us things that camera alone doesn't give us, that needs to be trained and improve our AIs. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. When you pick something from a shelf, if I asked you and you're looking at the video, say, when did this person pick that object? You would say roughly around a certain window of time, right? No, they just picked it. like a sensor can tell you to the millisecond this is the moment this person picked it so this type of information really helped us to then train our models improve our vision models to be much more accurate And then you actually don't need the sensors because now you know how to actually do it properly.
0: That's amazing. I love that explanation. And you did a great job, J.D., of of simplifying it down, how that process evolved to the technology you guys have today, proprietary technology. And I'm just so surprised the 60 percent reduction in cost seems like it's becoming a lot more in reach for a lot of mid-size and even some of the bigger retailers because we all know retailers have tough margins sometimes. So this is a great way to push forward into the future with autonomous checkout. And do you think a lot of retailers even realize this, that they don't have to invest in smart shelves, that there's camera technology that can do all of that?
1: Well, I think the marketplace has all these players and each of them sending their own message that benefits them the most, of course. So it's somewhat confusing today as a retailer, as a customer, to really know there is such a solution that doesn't use sensors and that it does work well, high accuracy, and affordable. So it is a challenge as a customer of this technology, and that's our job to do better to inform them as well.
0: If I circle back to Amazon, speaking with retailers, there is a lot of hesitation from licensing their Just Walkout technology. What are some drawbacks that you hear from your clients about licensing from Amazon versus going with iFi?
1: I can't speak for all retailers, but one piece of feedback that was shared with me from, from our clients and partners is truly what you said, the concern of sharing data with Amazon. Now, Amazon is seen as a competitor for most retailers. And although I know Amazon has a strict policy on not using retailer data, it's just an uncomfortable proposition for the retailers. However, I think that the main issue is the inability for retailers to customize their Just Walkout technology and to fit their into their desired customer experience. We at iFi don't believe we know the shoppers better than the retailer. Actually, we believe that our clients can serve and know the shoppers, their clients better than we do they can understand the value and their needs and desires and how this technology can better serve them. And so we've built a platform, Oasis, you might've seen on our website, that is flexible to address the retailer needs to provide the best customer experience to the shoppers. That is using for example their application or their discount cards or coupons taking credit cards or not taking credit cards so having unique store planograms or open doors versus restriction to members only all these options all this customization allows the retailer to shape the shopping experience to fit their brand in this level of flexibility isn't actually built into the Amazon's offering.
0: And I did see when I looked at your client list in the past, Carrefour was on there and some other big names. That's really impressive. Is there an example of a client that's deployed your technology that you can talk about for other retailers who are listening who might be you know interested in doing this?
1: Sure. Zabka is, is such a great example. They are the largest C-store retailer in Poland with over 6,000 stores and plans to deploy 1,000 more every year. It's amazing. iFi is contracted to install 35 stores in 2021 to further improve their shopping experience while driving the cost down. On those stores, shoppers can enter with their Jobka app, which has an amazing adoption of 3.5 million downloads in just two years since its debut. And then the shoppers can seamlessly shop with our computer vision technology. And when finished, just exit the store and get a receipt just moments after. Now, this is the shopper's experience, but then there is this other side, which is the retailer analytics. We're able to provide Jopka with a wealth of analytics, similar to what is expected from e-commerce in terms of path to purchase, basket insights, and even being able to tell how long a person held a certain product in their hand or stood in front of it and ultimately didn't buy it. So this really helps Jopka improve their product assortment, the way they planogram, this is the way they display their products and even ultimately to adjust their pricing.
0: And these are things that iFi can help analyze and provide insights on in terms of recommendations. Absolutely. Wow, and you know, if I'm a consumer listening, how would this work? Is it similar to the Amazon Go where you have to have an account with that retailer and it's through your iPhone or mobile phone, whatever it is?
1: So this goes back to the earlier question, which is in this particular case, Jopka already has an application with amazing adoption. So we provide them the connection points, the platform. Now, as iFi, we, if you're a new retailer and you prefer to use credit card or you prefer to use a different method of payment, our platform works with those as well. So it really depends on you as a retailer. How do you want to provide the best experience to your customers? And the platform will provide that.
0: When I think about contactless payment methods because the vaccine for covid has been rolling out for a while and eventually people will go back to stores but the sentiment that i've heard from most people on the show is there will be some habits that are long lasting that have developed from the pandemic and part of that is just not not touching things as much or not wanting to get too close to other people so this helps solve that do you think that this will be something retailers can and should pick up right away because I mean, I still go into some stores, and I'm I'm surprised to see they don't even have mobile pay enabled. And then in China, no one has used credit cards for years, so it's it's a huge gap.
1: Absolutely, I, I think I can't say it more. Retailers should pick up this technology and should pick up the even digital payments. It has a autonomous checkout technologies. I don't choose between a digital payment whether it's credit card or app whether it's in China versus Europe really what we want to provide is this automation this platform so that the retailers can benefit from it whatever the solution is
0: when it comes to the technology in general and just as someone who is a leader in this space in retail what are some things that you're most excited about as you know we move into the 2020s and beyond
1: I believe that autonomous checkout can really transform the retail landscape in two fundamental ways. Uh, One is if you look at big box retailers and you start to see this even today, they're moving towards smaller stores. They're moving towards placing these stores closer to the clients and what they call the last mile to the client. This technology allows them to do so in a profitable way. The overhead of having a small store operated in a more densely populated area which tends to have a high real estate investment, is really compensated by the reduction of the labor required to run these stores. And this is made possible through AI. So I can see a demand for smaller format stores placed in residential communities, for example. Another fundamental way that autonomous checkout can transform the retail landscape is is achieved through the need that brick-and-mortar stores now have to distinguish themselves from e-commerce. E-commerce growth is forcing physical stores to fundamentally change the way they operate and shine through a more personalized and enhanced customer experience. So autonomous retail can allow the staff members that that used to be in cashier stations to leave the cashier and focus on the store, whether it's to make it more organized or cleaner or, or even spend more time with the customer to help them have a better experience. And in the future, we'll be able to connect online browsing history with real-time in-store offers uh, for customers, but we can save that one for, for
0: another. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Jao Diego Falcal the Chief Technology Officer at iFi, for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure speaking to you about a topic I'm really passionate about as I cover the retail industry. So super exciting stuff, and I can't wait for the next time we have you on.
1: Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.
0: You've been listening to Rethink Retail. For all the latest news on commerce and trends, join the discussion, rethink.industries.com.